Yeah. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Here's how I spent my evening last night, trying to locate the chirping sound of a dying smoke detector. The battery was low and it was a lot of beep. Beep. <laughs> and I just went up and down the steps trying to find this thing. At one point I thought it was in the bedroom. And then it had me down in the basement. The hunt was just all over the beep. But I worry about, you know, fire. Because I feel like my kids do not. Now they're starting to get into, let's light a candle, Dad. Too much. They have no uh, fear or healthy respect for fire. Which worries me. Also, no fear or healthy respect for snakes. I've noticed that when we're on a hike, they'll go right up to a snake if we see one. Look, Dad. It's a snake. I said, relax. Give it its space. This is the byproduct of my children and yours as well being raised in birthday parties at nature centers in which the children are encouraged to come up and pet the snake. See? See? Snakes can be nice. This was a misinterpretation. You're, you've, uh, you have a bad opinion of them for no reason. They're actually nice. I feel like we need to pivot the other way now. Now my girls are just grabbing the snakes. I would give birthday parties in which an amputee would arrive to sing happy birthday and talk about how he was hit by a rattlesnake and lost his uh, forearm up to the elbow. That's a good birthday party. Today is Sunday, February 17th, 2019. Welcome. So, I uh, had a good week at work. We had some meetings in which we are continuing to train and learn about project-based learning. So, the Guru School out in San Diego, some teachers from there came to visit us. And this one woman was so cool. Super punk rock, super smart, super uh, chill. And it just made me, it made me feel punk again, man. I just wanted to, uh, I was feeling it. I feel like Southern California has that kind of punk rock thing. I remember... When I was out there in San Diego visiting them, uh, going into like a Five Guys burger place and like Black Flag was playing. And uh, it's not the teeny pop scene of, uh, of around here. Some good music. I would move to San Diego, have my red and, I'm sorry, my yellow and brown baseball hat and just chill out there. I was playing music the other night with uh, Buddy and his friend and he brought another friend along who's a bass player very good bass player he is currently or was currently there's a bit of a controversy uh, the bass player in a Scorpions cover band in Central Jersey should you remember the Scorpions here I am rock you like chip chip This guy was ready to quit the Scorpions cover band. And might I say, I feel like Central Jersey and Central Pennsylvania are the only areas in the world that have a hair band, 80s hair band base. That you could be a Scorpions cover band and find, um, find steady work in the Central Jersey, Central, Central Pennsylvania area. He was going to quit because he didn't want to wear the pants anymore, the leather pants. And he didn't want to wear the vest. And essentially, he didn't want to dress up anymore. He wanted to stay true to the roots of Scorpion's music without the glam aspect. I told him to just wear the pants. Just be a man and wear the leather pants. So 
So I don't know what his ultimate decision will be. I'll keep you posted. Move to San Diego or move to Philly. Get some punk rock in my life. I was telling some some dad moving to Philly. He's like, you don't want to go down to Philly. It's bad down there. I'm thinking, I'm moving away from you. <laughs> You're bad up here. Talking to you is bad. <laughs> I don't. I wonder if he could ever understand that, that, that somebody would want to move away from him. Because <laughs> he's always moving away from other people. You're bad. Lucy would not be ready in Philly, though. I feel like Lucy, my dog, the pit bull mix, would be a little intimidated. She's grown a little soft up here in the burbs. I could see her being pretty meek in the streets of Philly. But who wants to be the only weird out here on the third rig suburb? It would be nice to not have to explain myself to people. Speaking of weird, keep Austin weird. Austin, Texas, a cool, funky city, and yours truly will be there in, uh, in a little over a week and a half, going there for the South by Southwest Teacher Conference. No, not South by Southwest Music, which is the following week, the Teacher Conference. But I'm super stoked that now, just like San Diego, more of my tribe should be there. Keep me weird. So it should be super fun. I've been to Austin once before, but just in a conference center. I've never been in the heart of the city or explored the other aspects of it, which I will this time as I'll be there for a week. My wife coming out with me for the first couple days before the conference begins. I've scheduled and planned everything down to the minute when she's here, when she's gone. I've got nothing planned. I have absolutely nothing planned. I'll walk around and see live music probably. And that's the extent of my planning and eat food, um, which is nice. Two different ways to do things. When she travels, she likes to jump off stuff. It's not a vacation unless you're jumping off something. I will not jump off anything. That will definitely not be on my docket. Drinking a seltzer water, folks. It's all right. But it just made me want to be punk rock. Maybe get some new ink. I was thinking, like, so I was looking at this Asian tattoo sleeve, and uh, first of all, it's hard to get a tattoo because everything is uh, cultural uh, appropriation, right? Oh, Asian tattoo? Really? You're not Asian. No, and then maybe this, you know, this arrow. Oh, really? Because you're Native American? No, well, I mean, I was thinking this, like, what do you, how, what do you get? What tattoo do you get for a guy that is nothing and believes in nothing? That's the tattoo artist that. So this Asian sleeve, it had like a fish and a tiger, and I was th thinking all week, what am I more, a fish or a tiger? I don't know. I've been both at different times, I think. Some days I feel like a fish. Would a tiger inspire me to work out, or would a tiger mock me when I'm sitting there eating Doritos? Could I live up to the tiger, or would I live down to the fish? That's how I see it. How do I see the trajectory of my life, more tiger-like or more fish-like? So, we'll see. I was reading the Jeff Tweedy bio, who was the former lead singer of Wilco, Sunvault, and Uncle Tupelo. Not Sunvault. That was the other dude, Jay Farrar, when they split. He had an epiphany. His wife got sick. He said, I'm going to, afterwards, live, you know, differently and pay attention. I think, why not just live like you've got the cancer right now? That's my new theory. 
Because you do. You probably do. So just live like you've got the cancers. Of people being sick. Like some people will stay home from work and they feel compelled to post like pictures of tissues or a runny nose or a link to the flu strand that they may have or research. Like you don't have to do all that. Just stay home. I don't need an accompanying evidence as to why you're sick or your disgusting broken fingernail. I don't need that. Just stay home. I feel like people rationalize sometimes when they take off. They have an accompanying link. I remember when I first started living with my wife, we were engaged, relax, relax, and she took a spill in the shower. She said something, I'm ill, and a flu came over me, and I got so dizzy that I I fainted in the shower. I said, you don't need to do all that. (laughs) I said, if you want to stay home from work, you can just stay home. You don't need to fall in the shower for me. She still claims she she was really sick that it wasn't an act, but I don't know. Just stay home. I don't care. But I'm not sick too often. Someone did compliment me the other day, and you know, I always have an ear for compliments. It was about me. I wasn't in this conversation, but I heard this woman talking to someone else saying, your husband must have, uh, or I guess she was talking to my wife, that your husband must have great immunity because he's a school teacher. Never thought about it. Yes. Yes, I do. Great immunity. Knock on wood. I mean, sometimes I would think about the universal health care thing, and I think it would be great for everyone, sure. But, you know, my union health care is part of my whole package. It's part of the overall catch. Would my stock drop if this universal health care really took hold? I don't have that many skills or talents to offer. One of the only things I have to offer is union health care. Don't level the playing field. I need this. Someone was saying, like, they're uh, in their class, this is a different school. There was uh, a significant nut allergy. There were a number of forms that, that came home, and doctor's notes and warnings, and the whole class had to pack certain things and not other things and should be brought in a certain type of Tupperware and Ziploc bag, and a number of, of significant rules as to uh, avoid this nut allergy. And of course, the parents wanted to, well, you know, what child has the nut allergy? If there's a birthday party or something, I'll be extra cognizant of this. And uh, the news ultimately was revealed that it was the teacher that had the nut allergy. (laughs) It was the teacher. I feel like if you have a nut allergy, you shouldn't be a teacher. (laughs) I'm only kidding. That's That's a very controversial statement. I know. I'm shredding on thin ice. The teacher had the nut allergy. Now the teacher said they had to do something on the day we had off. They come in, it was, uh, and they said that they were voluntold. They were voluntold to come in and do this. That tickled me. That phrase. That's the thing about work, though. I teach in English. I mean, the thing is, uh, the big lesson in the English class, which uh, we've heard for years, hip hop is another form of poetry. You don't think I know that? There are a number of movies that are like this. Dangerous Minds, Freedom Riders, The White Messiah Complex. Let the white messiah come in and save other people from themselves, from their heathen cultures. I don't like that uh, genre of film. Straight to, straight the classroom type of movie. Because everyone gets high school wrong 
in movies. I've yet to see an accurate portrayal of high school, probably the closest I've ever seen to relating to my own experience uh, would be that movie Fist Fight with Ice Cube and Charlie Day. When that horse is running down the hallway of the high school on meth, I thought, yeah, this kind of, this director did his homework. This feels about right to me. If you haven't seen that movie, it's a good one. Fist Fight. Then a parent wrote me and uh, she left her email address, her cell phone number, and her fax machine number. I instantly tried to fax her. I demanded a fax machine for her. That's, uh, that's old school, the fax machine. <coughs> I showed my kids they had no idea what it is. My principal said, you need to reach out to parents more and form more communication with parents. I said, I, give them, I gave them my fax number. I don't know what more they could want from me. Just keep it real old school, 1950s. Yeah, if you want to get in touch, just fax my girl. <laughs> just fax my girl and she'll get back to you. <laughs> or hit me up on the pager. They'd be like, this guy's insane. I'm going to buy a, a fax machine with a money order. Keep it old school. Or I will use a credit card and you can have your sliding machine with the carbon copy for my credit. If you could just sign that yellow sheet and triplicate. That's how I would roll in my fax machine dream. Are you going to give me this money order? It's going to have to be notarized first. I would open a fax machine store and make it impossible to buy the fax machine. Sorry, your money order is not notarized. What was that notary? I remember going to a notary when I was a boy in a rather dangerous part of Philadelphia. I recall cigarette smoke and uh, wood paneled walls inside this shady little notary. All my life, I wanted to be a notary. Retire and do that. Now, my retirement fantasy is, is doing stuff like that. Like, not moving to Hawaii, per se, but just remaining in this house and spending all the money on cosmic pranks. Just opening a fax machine store right in the shopping plaza in, in, the, in the neighborhood here. People like, what? The scuttlebutt that would go around the neighborhood with the new fax machine store would be tremendous. Why? Why are they opening a fax machine? But I would do it. And I would take a major loss every month. But this would be the fun of being a millionaire. It would be a Brewster's Millions sort of situation with me. The film in which Richard Pryor has to lose X amount of dollars that he's inherited to gain even more money at the end. That would be me. A Brewster's Millions situation. I would fill the fax store with fake actors, or actors, but fake customers. And people would say, and it's busy. Every day it's packed, the fax store. This is how I would have fun with money. Cosmic pranks. And then, just when everyone's mind is blown about the success of the, the fake success of the fax store, I would open a second one right next door. 
They would say, what? There's another fax store now, a competitor. How would you spend your, your millions? I'd be like Banksy. Is that how you say his name? That street artist that is kind of a, you know, I, I, would, I think a brilliant artist, but uh, some would say a public nuisance. I would walk that line between brilliant artist and public nuisance. <laughs> that would be fun for me. I like anonymous artists. There's this guitar player. His name is Bob Log Third, and uh, he wears a motorcycle helmet on stage with the visor down. Nobody has ever seen him. He could be a 12-year-old boy. No one knows. But he plays a mean slide guitar. He uh, uses his foot as the bass drum. He brings a little kick drum out, and he's a one-man band. Bob Log Third. Check him out. His right hand's the drums. His left hand's the cymbals, and you're looking at his, his visor. This podcast is being sponsored by Integrity Wealth Management. They can help you with portfolio management, retirement planning, financial planning, estate planning, and services. Life insurance and wealth preservation strategies. Please call them at 215-864-3598 or visit their website at www.integritywealthmanagement.com. Thank you, Integrity Wealth Management. Finish that Bundy documentary on Netflix. Uh, I won't give away much of it, but it is just unbelievable. I will give away this tidbit. Dude escaped prison twice. Twice! Who escapes twice? Only to go on to murder again. I've never, I've never witnessed more personification of evil than this Ted Bundy, but fascinating nonetheless. His first escape, he wandered in the woods of Aspen for a couple days and then was recaptured. Lost 25 pounds. My wife and I turned to one another and we're like, what, what, what did he do to lose 25 pounds? That was our first thought. He, was, he escaped in the woods. Was it similar to keto, would you say? The Ted Bundy diet? Was he carb cycling in the woods? Do anything. I gain and lose weight like I'm in a movie role. Like a movie that never comes, that's never shot. But I'm in a process of, of preparing, gaining and losing weight. But that freaked me out, that Ted Bundy documentary. It, um, I never get nightmares from horror movies and stuff, but this one gave me nightmares. It definitely freaked me out. I woke up uh, screaming. I had my first nightmare in a decade. Screaming, and you previous uh, podcast listeners might know, into my CPAP mask. That's what it sounded like. I sounded like Bane. So, because I think I was dreaming that Tip Bundy was strangling me. Or maybe the, the battery on the CPAP machine was dying. Chip! Psychologists describe Bundy as a complete narcissist. You know, we've discussed, discussed narcissism on this show before, and you know, I like to wear a good sweater every now and again. I don't see anything wrong with that, but you know, where does that lead? 
my love of a nice sweater. Is that just foreshadowing for necrophilia? Am I just one step away from necrophilia? Where do you make that leap from enjoying a nice sweater and showing a little pride in your appearance to dumping bodies up on Taylor Mountain, as Bundy did? My God, that, sh that documentary scared me. It's freaky. Um, Valentine's Day passed, and did you, uh, get something special for the one you love? Did you go to the Exxon and get a teddy bear from the gas station? No, hon, it's, but see, it also, it's holding a balloon. That's, that's because it's special. Because I see our relationship is special, so I went with the, t the gas station teddy bear with the balloon. I didn't do that. I have had some dud, some dud Valentine's days in which I, I feel like I've failed. Shopped at gas stations before. Now I'm better. Now I'm a pretty good gift giver. I concentrate on the person I think. It requires some thought. Uh, but I'm better than I was. Did you give office supplies? You could do that. Or the narcissistic gift giving. I got you this bottle of scotch. You don't drink scotch, really? Okay. Well, I guess, I guess I'll have it then. It's a shame that you have to go to a wedding on the same weekend as these monster truck tickets I bought you. I guess I can take my friend. <laughs> narcissistic gift giving. You don't like the new Sun House? C-Day? Remastered C-Day? I can put that in my collection. CDs. Or get, get clothes, maybe. It's hard to buy clothes, though. It's difficult to buy clothes for me because I get my height from my torso. I get my height from my torso. Which is why the 90s were a rough time for me, because the male short was rather long and baggy. My legs not the longest, and uh, a longer short made the legs appear even shorter. Now we have a more reasonable, even European hemline in vogue, I've noticed. Which I am, uh, I applaud. Um, because ultimately, I'm that guy. Just trying to keep the weight off. Not look large for my body type. That was a sign we noticed down in Wildwood on the, uh, when we were at the water park with a sign that was trying to be so euphemistic and non-offensive. If you happen to be large for your body type, you might not want to go down this slide. Large for your body type. You're too fat to go down the slide. I feel large for my body, large for my body size. But you know, I don't even know how to get these jeans. I saw the ones at HM for men, and they just had a number, a 32. What does the other thing mean? Where's the other number? I don't want to do this. Someone listens, listened to last week's show and said, hey, you talked about laser light shows. Remember when 
I came home with you from college and we saw the Pink Floyd laser light show, I said, I did. That was a good time. At the time, I believe that was one of my go-tos when I would bring a buddy from college back home to showcase Philadelphia. Do you remember this? Have you done this? Have you played tour guide to your college buddy? The laser light show was always on my tour guide itinerary. Bring your boy home tour. Some people got screwed with that, though. I remember a friend of mine went home with his boy, and they had to go to mass the next day. Ooh, that sucks. Having to go to mass. I brought you to the Pink Floyd laser light show. That ain't right. Come all ye faithful, joyful and trying. Us, 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 the lunatic is on the grass. I'm doing sort of a church, dark side of the moon medley there. It didn't really get off the ground though. Or I would like in college going to someone else's college for a weekend. That was always a good time. Chatting up some people. Peeps. How's it going? No, I don't, I don't go to college here. I'm just here for the weekend. I feel like I had success forging sh short-term friendships in those tour-your-friends-college situations. That was always a good time. Putting this stuff up on Twitter. Instagram, maybe. I like Twitter. I'm finding I like Twitter more than Facebook. It's inspiring. You can find like people who you sync with mentally, and uh, it's kind of a cool thing. So I've been doing more of that. And some minimalism, too. We've been throwing out. We're already minimalists. Before that, Maria Kondo. Is that how you say before that show? Already there. Sometimes we'll get in us to move something and we'll move like at two in the morning. We'll just happen to be up and uh, let's do it now. We appear to be like meth head movers. Were I to start a moving company, we would just lift on two. We would get much more done. When you're lifting a couch, it's one, two, and then you lift. Imagine how much time we would save. That would be our motto. Francis movers, they lift on two. You watched the Super Bowl. It was so bad. So bad. I would have preferred to have watched Hart Castle and McCormick. I would have preferred to have watched Mr. Belvedere than that Super Bowl. Or Airwolf. Do you remember in the 80s there were a number of shows based on vehicles that could do tricks? This was kind of a rejoinder to the monster truck topic. A bunch of Vehicles that could do tricks, not unlike Knight Rider with Michael Knight, not unlike Airwolf, which was the helicopter, Riptide, which featured the pimped out boat. That's where we were in the 80s. Have a vehicle and make it do cool stuff. It was terrible, the Super Bowl. And the talk on Sports Talk uh, agreed. A stinker. I know a friend of a friend who is a sports talk uh, talker, and uh, that's got to be amazing. I think you make like $12,000 a year. Here's the thing about life I've learned. The cool jobs don't pay. 
the cool jobs don't pay. People come up to me sometimes with the stuff I do, and they'll be like, to quote the Billy Joel line, man, what are you doing here? I get the man, what are you doing here sometimes? And, uh, you know, pay me. I am open, universe. The cool jobs don't pay. So this guy does sports talk. I imagine him living in his, in, uh, his parents' basement and being like, Mom, you touched my Eagles notes. You messed up my notes. I'm jealous. I would love to live in my parents' basement and be a sports talk radio host. That would be awesome. Then I'll listen to sports talk and a caller would be like, yeah, you know, well, I was telling the host yesterday. And I'm thinking, you called yesterday? Jesus, man, get a hold of yourself. How many times do you call a day? You wake up and burn all your phone calls by 10 a.m. With hypothetical trade chatter. That's got to be the lowest form of entertainment. Hypothetical, hypothetical trade chatter. That's what I listen to most of the time. But now football's over. It's such a hard stop. When it starts, there's a buildup. You've got some preseason games. And, you know, you gradually get ready for football. When it's over, it's just a hard stop. Your shins get shunted. I need like a couple come down games, a couple postseason games where the starters get to play. We get a Super Bowl cake. We get cake for football games. I would even have preseason cakes. Everyone needs a preseason. You guys see that Bird Box movie? I liked it. I watched the Bird Box movie. My wife at a separate time was down in the basement with the Bird Box movie. My one daughter watched it with her friend, and then my other daughter watched it with her friend. So the four of us have seen The Bird Box now. It's aired four times in our home, and every time the dog, Lucy, has gone down into the basement to watch it. Poor Lucy has watched Bird Box four times. It's her favorite movie. So now what do you do with no football? I'm trying. I play some video games with my kids. Once a year, I play these, this racing game with the kids. And it's so intense, you can't look away for a millisecond. We have to ask the third person, the third party in the room, what place we're in. What place am I in? All right, you're in third. You're in third, and Lola's in second. Because to look away for a millisecond will spell disaster. That's how intense this racing game is. We need the third person spotter in the room. But spring is coming, so we'll be able to get outside a bit more. We did have a nice spring day the other day. It was uh, almost up to 60, I think. I played some tennis with my wife. and Here's the thing, playing with her. We'll just, you know, start out. We'll do some volleying. You want to volley? Sure. And we hit it back and forth, warm up, stretch around. And suddenly she'll blast it. Like suddenly, unbeknownst to me, the game will turn live. I mean, I'll blast it right back. I just want to know when the game actually begins. I never have that. I'm just responding. We'll volley for a good 20 minutes, and suddenly she'll say, 40 love. I'm like, what? You were keeping score? What is happening? It suddenly turns live, the game. Speaking of nice days, today looks like a decent one. I'm going to get outside. You have off on Monday, as I do. Enjoy your three-day weekend. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, complaints, Brian, 
francispodcast at outlook.com. Look for me on a new Facebook page as well as putting some videos and other things up on Twitter. All right, friends. Later. Mm-hmm.